podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Tuesday after Liverpool were beaten 3-0 at Molyneux by Wolverhampton Wanderers, a game that really sum- like summarised where we are this season. The game began with both sides kind of feeling each other out and being a bit, little bit conservative in what they were doing. But then Wolves went 1-0 up on five minutes through a Joel Matip own goal. Now, I've seen some people blame Joe Gomez for this, but this is entirely Joe, Mat- Joel Matip's fault. When the ball is played over our defensive line, Joel Matip is the favourite to get the ball. And for some reason, he stops, maybe trying to play the runner offside, but stops, doesn't get him offside, goes again, and the cutback hits him and goes in. It's entirely Matip's fault. And it's it's the lack of aggression that's always been Matip's Achilles heel. If he just goes to that ball, he gets there first, clears everything out, and there's no problem. But instead, he hesitates, he hums and he hauls, and we're 1-0 down. We go two down on 12 minutes. It's a fairly weak cross played to the near post. It's a really poor header by Joe Gomez. Heads it into the danger area. There's a shot that's blocked by Gakpo. It drops at Craig Dawson's feet, and Craig Dawson, who's garbage, makes it 2-0. And then the game sort of evened itself out and everything was, you know, fairly close quarters. We had a couple of half chances. They had a couple of half chances. Then it went really flat. We went really flat before halftime. We came out at the start of the second half and we looked a lot better. Similar to Brighton in the Cup, we looked a lot better coming out of that break. And... Within five, six minutes, there's a big penalty shout. Nabi Keita should score. He makes really poor connection with a shot. Robertson redirects it, and it very clearly hits Max Kilman's arm. Now, one of the replays suggests that it hits his body and then his arm first. Some of the others suggest it hits both at the same time. If it doesn't hit his arm, it, it goes in. Regardless of hitting his body, if it doesn't hit his arm, it goes in and it's a goal. And it's 2-1. And the game changes if it's 2-1. Because their crowd starts to get edgy. And maybe at that point, 50 minutes into the game, they would have had to start singing something other than sign on. And just to quickly focus in on that, um, you live in Wolverhampton? Like, I get that you think, oh, it's funny, you know, Scousers, they don't work. The unemployment rate in Liverpool right now is 4.5% in the most recent surveys. 4.5% unemployment rate. Now, the national average is 4.1. So Liverpool's slightly above the national average. However, Wolverhampton's is 5.9% which is way above the national anthem, national average and likely one of the highest in the UK. 5.9% of the 
Now, that's just to give Wolves fans a little bit of awareness about where they're actually from. You're mocking another city and another group of people about unemployment, which obviously is Tory behaviour. Like, you, you're you using poverty and economic struggle as a punchline. But the more damning thing here is your area is worse off. It's just something that Wolves fans should probably think about next before, you know, next time embarrassing themselves. Anyway, the penalty's not given. There's a review. It's over in a split second. Lee Mason on uh, VAR, he's appalling as a referee. You'd imagine just as bad as a, as a VAR. Salah was being pulled and dragged incessantly for 90 minutes. Every time he got the ball with his back to goal, Aitnuri had hands all over him. Nothing was given at all. I think he got one free kick in the whole game. Klopp decides to make some changes. Um, only Klopp will understand why he continues to make the same changes. But he brings on Jordan Henderson. Henderson comes on, runs around a little bit, doesn't really offer anything. And within six minutes, Wolves are 3-0 up. Stefan Besetic, who played pretty well, loses the ball deep in their half. Thiago tries to get back. They break down their right through Adama. Thiago gets into a position where it looks like he could probably cut cut off a cut back, but he doesn't seem to notice Ruben Neves steaming into the middle of the box, and none of our other midfielders have bothered their holes getting back to track this run. Now, it is... Thiago's lack of awareness that I would blame most here. But, you know, someone else should have been tracking that run. It's not like Ruben Neves is quick. So if you'd seen him on the halfway line and decided to sprint after him, you probably could have caught him, but nobody did. Neves controls, finishes 3-0. And that's basically all she wrote. Harvey came on. They made a couple of changes. Ox came on. Milner came on. Costas came on. We ended up with a double pivot of James Milner and Jordan Henderson in the year of our Lord 2023 in a Premier League game. It it was just an embarrassment. It was an absolute embarrassment. There was a moment in the game where we actually dropped to 11th in the table, but we finished the weekend in 10th. A point behind Chelsea, admittedly with a game in hand. One point ahead of Villa. Again, we have a game in hand. But we don't look like winning a football match anytime soon. That's seven defeats now in the Premier League. Seven. Last season, we lost two. 19-20, we lost three. 18-19, we lost one. We've more defeats this season than we did in those three seasons combined. It's an absolute shambles. We're 21 points behind Arsenal. 
21 points. It's not like they're a particularly good team. They just lost to Everton. City have been awful. We're 16 points behind them. United are bang average at best. 13 points behind them. We're 11 points off Newcastle. Admittedly, we have a game in hand. But again, we don't look like winning many football matches. We get Everton next in the derby. They look a team reborn under Sean Dyche. They ran Arsenal off the Goodison Park pitch at the weekend. Then we go to Newcastle. Then we go to Palace. In between the Newcastle and Palace games, we get Real Madrid. We get Manchester United after Palace. Like, this is a horrible run coming up, considering how poorly we're playing at the moment. Things need to change. Drastic things need to change. Formation, approach, coaching, whatever. Things need to change. The way the players are being coached needs to change. The way they're being set up. Everything needs to change because this is an absolute disaster. This is an appalling season. We're four points better off than we were under Hodgson at the same point in 10-11. And Hodgson was sacked. Four points better off. At this point in Rogers' last season, 14-15, we'd started to turn things around and we were embarking on a long unbeaten run. This team doesn't look like it's capable of stringing three games together where they don't lose. Now, we'll get Virgil back. We'll get Ibu back. Those will help massively. But we have to go to a more defensive approach. We have to make make ourselves much harder to beat. And if that involves playing Gomez at right back, despite his lack of form, if it involves playing Gomez at right back, Robertson at left back, Ibu and Virgil in the middle, and moving Trent to the right side of a midfield four with Jota on the left and then Diaz there when he comes back, that's what we have to do. Thiago plus one in midfield. Ideally, Fabinho, if he could get himself back to something resembling Fabinho. If not, it'll have to be the young fella. But that's what we have to do. Play Mo and Darwin up front, play a mid-block and try and hit teams on the counter. It, it's just baffling how bad we are. Since the turn of the year, Sorry, never mind the turn of the year. Since we came back from the World Cup, okay, we've played one, two, three, four, five, six league games. Our top scorer in those six league games is Woot Faze, who doesn't even play for us. He's got two goals in the league for us. Nobody else has more than one. Now, if you want to include all competitions, Salah's the top scorer, but in the league, in the league, which should be the focus, Wootface is our top goal scorer. We conceded against Villa. We should have conceded more. We conceded against Leicester. We should have conceded more. Bright, uh, Brentford got three. Brighton got three. Chelsea didn't score because they're hopeless. And we conceded three in the Wolves game. We also conceded two to Wolves in the Cup and two to Brighton in the Cup. Defensively, we are a disgrace at the moment. We, don't forget we shipped three against City in the EFL Cup as well. Three, four, five, 
8, 10, 13, 15 goals conceded in 8 games. No, in 10 games, sorry. 15 goals conceded in 10 games. In 10 games. Including games against Wolves, three of them, who don't score goals. And Chelsea, who don't score goals. Like, Wolves this season in the league had scored 12 goals in 20 games before playing us. 12 goals in 20 games. We gave them three. They scored <coughs> scored two against us in the cup. <clears throat> the only clean sheet we've kept was Wolves away in the um, in the cup, and then Chelsea, who don't score goals. That's that's it. That's what we've managed, and we've scored one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We scored 12 goals, two of which were own goals. So our team has actually scored 10 goals while conceding 15. If you look at the form table since January 1st, we are bottom of the entire league. Bottom of the entire league. We've taken one point since January 1st. And we've been hammered three times. And if you're not concerned about this team, maybe you should just forget about it then because you should be really concerned about this. This is not normal. There's obviously the Manchester City situation, which I'll talk about more on the two-footed pod today because it's more relevant there. I think a lot of people are trying to use it as a bit of copium to... uh distract from how bad this season has been and claim that we should have more league titles than we do. And obviously there's a strong case that we should have more league titles than we do because we, we have been the victims of cheating for a decade, over a decade. This goes back to when Abu Dhabi first bought the club. But, you know, it's all irrelevant to how this team is performing now. Maybe maybe this would be more acceptable if we had three league titles in the bag. Maybe it would, but at the same time, maybe it would make it worse. Maybe it would make it worse. If we were, were three-time champions in a four-year span, maybe it would make this worse because it would be an even more drastic drop-off. If we'd won the league last year and were then doing this, because this was happening regardless. This is years of squad mismanagement. This is years of neglect coming home to roost. On the main Liverpool websites, then, you have... This is Anfield. Um, comparing league results to last season. There's a piece about Matthias Nunes. piece about our slow starts and love of them. Uh, there's a piece about Martin Kelly. Martin Kelly made his debut for Wigan at the weekend on loan from West Brom was absolutely outstanding and then suffered a really bad knee injury in the uh, the 75, 75th minute. Um, he tweeted out, I'm a broken man, devastated as an understatement. The boys will build on a good performance. Thanks for the support and appreciation out there. Uh, he's got a massive brace on his knee. I really hope that's not something serious. 
but it did look like it was going to be. He played really well in that game. Really well. And unfortunately, that could be him done for the season. He's a very mentally strong individual. He's come back from a lot of injuries. And you'd hope he'll come back from this one. But if it's if it's a really serious knee injury, you could be looking at not just this season, but half the next season as well. And who knows? He's 33 this year. It's going to be tougher to recover from an injury at that age than it would have been at 23. But I, I hope we see him playing somewhere again. I've always liked Martin Kelly. Uh, I always felt he could have been more at Liverpool than he than he was because he shouldn't have been used at right back as much. That kind of physically broke him. But um, yeah, God, you know, hopefully he gets back on the pitch soon and and we can all see what he can do again. Uh, Liverpool Ford sold for fifteen point five million. Branded a marketing stunt after slow start. That is about Taki Minamino. Uh, there's a few other bits and pieces here you can have a read of. This that that piece on um, Matthias Nunes is interesting. How he could fit. It's written by the the charlatan that is Carl Matchett. So uh, yeah, do give him or do give it a read. Obviously, um, it's a it's a very in depth breakdown of the player. So do make sure you give it a read. It's it's quite the long read, actually. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, do give it a read. It is a very good piece. Um, it's about six different sections. Because he, he dives into everything. There's no kind of no stone left on turn. So do give that a read when you have a chance. On Liverpool.com, Jurgen Klopp has new, has new Liverpool ruthless side and mustify critics with Henderson Cole. So as expected, the, uh, the simpletons in the media, uh, namely Danny Murphy, uh, John Aldridge, uh, he's not really in the media, but Jose Enrique likes to have a voice on all things Liverpool now, and I'm going to come back to him in a second. And they're all demanding the reinstatement of Jordan Henderson in the team, as if Henderson wasn't the biggest part of the problem to begin with, as if he wasn't absolutely turgid for 18 months and poor the year before that as well. These people don't actually watch games, but they've likely been asked to speak out uh, Jose Enrique making himself a voice on all things Liverpool really annoys me because he was shit, like really shit, like one of the worst players we've ever had kind of shit. A complete and utter waste of money. And him trying to be the thinking man talking about football is hilarious considering he's also probably the stupidest footballer I've ever watched play. Completely brainless. Um, so there's that. Um, few of the bits and bobs there on Liverpool.com. You can dig into them. There is a piece about how Arsenal just exposed potential Liverpool transfer mistake as Everton offer rare FSG guidance. Um, this is Amadou Onana, a player we could have signed very, very easily in the summer and indeed a player that we put forward on the Transfer Committee podcast as one we should sign. Uh, and he has been he's been good for Everton and was absolutely brilliant at the weekend. Absolutely ran over Everton or uh, ran over Arsenal, and will likely do the same to us next weekend. Anfieldindex.com. There's a couple of pieces up. Fabinho likely the final chapter written by David Davis. He's also written a piece about the ownership. 
And there is a post-mortem on the Wolves game by Stephen Smith. Podcast-wise, there was a Raw after the uh, the Wolves game. Uh, Harry Setti, Jim Boardman and John Buskell. Uh, no Navin expertise on that one. Uh, there was a Nina Kauser show, as usual. There was a Pro Plus that came out over the weekend. Uh, Grizz is away in Kashmir, or was away in Kashmir. So Evan Gregory from Grizz Cam TV stepped in to have a chat with me. He's also part of the Born and Red podcast. So, you know, give both of those uh, a gander. A really nice guy. Had a good chat with him about the midfield, a whole bunch of different things. So do give that a listen. And Gakbo was kind of the main uh, the main source of the podcast. Um, there's a new Liverbirds podcast, which is always good. So make sure you give that a listen. And then Mo Chatra and Gags Tandon sat down last night to have a chat about Manchester City and the situation there. Uh, the background, the investigation, the charges, the potential punishments, why did it take so long, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you give that a listen. And that's all for me today. I will see you Friday because I have something to take care of over the next two days, which is going to be absolutely boring as all hell, but has to be done. So I'll see you Friday. Enjoy your midweek without me shouting at you and uh, take care. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.